Echoes of the Wasteland, the pursuit of the white phantom The tale unfolds in the Haven, an underground society formed after a catastrophic event forced humanity beneath the surface. The protagonist, the guide, plans to confront the white phantom, the supposed cause of the disaster, hoping to restore safety and hope to his community. Chapter 1, Beneath the Surface in the Hollow Belly of the Earth lay a haven, a sanctuary for those who had managed to escape the devastation that had befallen the world above. This underground refuge, known as the Haven, was a sprawling network of subterranean chambers and tunnels, a testament to mankind's adaptability in the face of extinction. Recesses carved into the earth housed living quarters, communal spaces, and supply stores. Glass lighting from phosphorescent fungi painted an ethereal glow on the cave walls, revealing murals of a world that once was, blue skies dotted with white clouds, lush green meadows, and vibrant cityscapes. The air was warm, filled with the hum of life and the echoed whispers of the community that called this place home. At the heart of the haven was its leader, a figure shrouded in fear and respect in equal measures. Known to all as the guide, he was a man hardened by the harsh realities of their new world, his face a map of trials weathered and battles fought. His eyes, however, held a haunted look, an obsidian fire that alluded to a relentless obsession, the white phantom. The guide was not born a leader, he was molded into one by the apocalyptic event that had forced mankind underground. In the early days of the Haven, his strategic mind and unyielding determination had been instrumental in navigating the chaos, earning him the mantle of leadership and the people's trust. However, as the years rolled by, a seed of obsession began to take root within him. The White Phantom, a creature of immense power and mystery, was believed to have caused the cataclysm that scorched their world above. The very mention of the creature stirred a chorus of fear among the Haven dwellers. The children grew up on tales of the Phantom's might, sketching ominous figures in the dim-lit halls, their stories echoing through the cavernous chambers. But for the guide, the White Phantom was not just a tale to be feared, it was a riddle to be solved, a challenge to be conquered. He would often be seen staring at the sealed entrance to the surface, his gaze distant, the fire in his eyes reflecting a haunting mirror of the monstrous entity he sought. He believed that confronting the white phantom was the key to reclaim their world, to restore the sense of safety his people longed for. This obsession became his driving force, shaping his decisions, his dreams, and the very ethos of the haven. The guide's obsession with the white phantom was both inspiring and terrifying. It instilled hope of a better world in some, while others questioned the sanity of challenging a force that had once brought humanity to its knees. As the years transformed into decades beneath the surface, the guide's determination did not waver. He spent countless hours poring over ancient texts, maps, and fragmented recollections of the old world, preparing for the day he would lead his people back to the surface, to face the white phantom. His conviction echoed through the haven, stirring mixed emotions among its inhabitants. His obsession was a beacon, a focal point that blinded him to the fear and uncertainty that clung to the corners of the haven. But it was also a flame that kept the darkness at bay, a promise of a dawn they all yearned for. Despite the doubts and fears, one truth remained, the guide's obsession with the white phantom had become the heartbeat of the haven, a pulse beneath the surface that echoed the collective survival and hope. Chapter 2, Whispers of a Phantom The Haven was not always submerged in darkness. It had once been a bustling city with towering buildings that reached to the skies, bathed in the warmth of the sun. But that was before, 
before the cataclysmic event, before the world as they knew it had been obliterated, and before the white phantom had etched itself into the collective psyche. The guide, a tall, strong figure with a face hardened by worry lines, sat in the room that served as the communal space, surrounded by a sea of anxious faces. The faint glow of guttering candles cast flickering shadows, accentuating the lines of fear etched deeply on each face. The room was packed with men, women, children, all looking towards him, waiting for his words. These were the survivors, the descendants of those who had once lived under the sun. He cleared his throat, and silence descended. The guide had an uncanny talent for drawing attention, his voice a soothing balm capable of calming even the most turbulent fears. The white phantom, he began, his deep voice echoing around the room. We've been living under its shadow for far too long. It has become a tale told to frighten children, a myth, a legend that causes even the bravest among us to shudder. He paused, his gaze sweeping across the sea of faces. It is said that the white phantom is what pushed us underground, that it was the cause of the cataclysmic event that forced us to live in darkness, away from the sun, the wind, the rain. It is the beast of our nightmares, a creature of immense power that supposedly roams the wastelands above. He let his words hang in the air, giving the audience time to absorb the gravity of his words. He continued, some say it's a ghost, a specter that walks through the ruins of what was once our home. Some say it is a monster, its body twisted and deformed, its mind corrupted by the cataclysm. Others believe it to be a machine, an abomination of our own creation, left to roam the wastelands. But what if it's not just a monster, or a ghost, or a machine? He questioned, his voice dropping to a whisper, forcing the community to lean in closer. What if the white phantom is not the instigator of our downfall, but is instead a product of it, just like us? What if it is just another survivor trying to navigate the wastelands of our ruined world? There were gasps amongst the crowd, shocked faces looking back at him. The guide held up a hand for silence, his gaze steady. I propose a journey to the surface, to confront this white phantom. To look into its eyes and see for ourselves what it truly is. To end this reign of fear and replace it with understanding. A murmur of anxious whispers spread through the crowd like wildfire. The guide let them talk, let them voice their fears and their questions. A journey to the surface was no small matter, it was a proposition filled with danger and uncertainty. But it was a risk he was willing to take, for the sake of their future, for the sake of ending the fear that the white phantom instilled in them. Tomorrow, at dawn, I will select a crew, he proclaimed, his voice echoing in the silent room. I will not force anyone. This journey will be voluntary. And to those who choose to stay and who choose to go, know this, we are all part of the haven. We are a community, and whatever happens, we face it together. He stood up, the silence in the room deafening. His words were a challenge, a beacon of hope in the darkness of their fears. And as he stepped away from the room, leaving the community to their thoughts, the guide knew that his journey to confront the white phantom was not only a means to defeat a legendary monster but also a journey to inspire his people, to bring light back into their lives, and to find hope amidst the echoes of the wasteland. Chapter 3, Assembling the Brave The quiet lull of the haven was disrupted by the sound of the guide's footsteps echoing against the cobblestone paths, his silhouette a stark contrast against the flickering lights. He walked with a sense of purpose, each stride foretelling the importance of his mission. His destination was the heart of the haven, the council chamber where the community's most essential decisions were made.
Tonight, it was filled with a group of individuals who held the fate of the haven in their hands. There had always been an air of reverence surrounding the guide, he was the beacon of hope in their subterranean existence, a tireless leader who never faltered in the face of adversity. He was also the personification of fear, a constant reminder of the surface world's dangers and the omnipresent threat of the white phantom. Tonight, however, the council chamber would host a different kind of gathering, one where fear and hope were intertwined. The white phantom, the guide began. His voice echoed against the stone walls, every syllable resonating with a disturbing truth. It's time we face it. I have pieced together a plan. A dangerous one, but it's a risk we must take if we are to secure our future. Silence followed, broken only by the sporadic drip of water against the stone. The guide's decision was met with a mixture of dread and anticipation. However, the most daunting aspect was not the prospect of facing the white phantom but the realization that their leader was willing to risk everything. With his plan laid out, the guide proceeded with the selection of his crew. He had been observing the people of the Haven for a long time, noting the nuances that made each individual unique, their strengths, weaknesses, and potential. Each member of the crew had been chosen for a reason, each brought something valuable to the table. Codenamed as the Brave, they were a group of people who would help shape the Haven's future, one way or another. There was Ira, the brilliant engineer whose wit was as sharp as her tools, Tyr, the former soldier with his unflinching resolve and disciplined mind, Nara, the healer with her profound knowledge of flora and their healing properties, and Lior, the nimble scout who knew the underground tunnels like the back of his hand. These were the chosen ones, the brave. As each name was announced, the selected individuals stepped forward, a myriad of emotions reflecting in their eyes. For some, it was an opportunity to prove their worth, for others, it was a chance to contribute to their community in a meaningful way. However, beneath the surface of bravado and willingness, there was an undeniable tension, a sense of unease that was hard to shake. The gathering dispersed with their new roles carved into their lives. As they retreated to prepare for their mission, trust issues began to surface. They were a diverse group, each with the unique motivations, and uniting them under one cause was a task easier said than done. The shared fear of the white phantom brought them together, but the personal demons threatened to tear them apart. The guide observed the crew's interactions, the subtle exchanges, the discreet signs of trepidation. He knew that the success of their mission relied not just on their individual skills but the unity and trust in each other. He understood that they were merely at the precipice of their journey, a journey that required them to face not just the white phantom but also the deepest fears. As the brave grappled with their new reality, the haven held its breath, its fate intertwined with the success of this unlikely crew. The guide, his heart heavy with the weight of his decision, retreated into his quarters, preparing himself for the journey ahead. This was just the beginning, and only time would tell if they had what it took to confront the white phantom and the shadows within themselves. Chapter 4 Into the unknown the cavernous belly of the underground labyrinth hummed with an eerie silence as the guide and his crew set out on the perilous journey to the surface. They were a motley crew, each selected for the unique skills and courage. A retired engineer, a gifted botanist, a fearless fighter, a savvy scavenger, and the guide himself, a man haunted by a spectral beast of legend. With a map of the tunnels etched into his memory, the guide led the team, his eyes determined and unwavering. The formidable labyrinth was a maze of intertwining passages, each as hauntingly dark and unforgiving as the last. 
The air was thick with centuries-old dust that seemed to hold its breath as the crew disturbed its ancient slumber. The only light came from their torches, casting long eerie shadows that danced on the rough-hewn walls. The tunnels were filled with the echoes of their footfalls, the crunching of gravel under their boots, and the occasional clatter of dislodged stones. The journey was no small feat. The terrain was treacherous, and they had to negotiate steep inclines, crawl through tight spaces, and wade through subterranean streams that were colder than death itself. They faced the relentless whispering darkness that clung to them like a second skin, threatening to seep into their spirits. But they pressed on, each step a testament to their resolve. After several grueling days and countless hardships, they finally emerged from the underground. Blinking against the harsh sunlight, they took their first breaths of surface air, thin and brittle, carrying the scent of the desolate world above them. The surface was a world reborn from ashes. What was once a vibrant ecosystem was now a vast expanse of barren land. The once blue skies were now a perpetual gray, the sun's light filtered through a permanent layer of thick dust and ash. The earth was scarred and cracked, devoid of the rich greenery it once held. No birdsong filled the air, no rustle of leaves in the wind, only an oppressive silence that seemed to echo the world's mourning for its lost life. Wreckage from the cataclysmic event littered the landscape, remnants of a civilization that had once thrived. The skeletal remains of buildings jutted out from the ground like gravestones, monuments to a forgotten era. Cars that had been abandoned mid-flight in their attempt to escape the apocalypse were now rusted shells, forever frozen in their futile escape. The team's first sight of the wasteland was a stark reminder of what they had left behind and what they were facing. Yet, there was a strange beauty in the desolation, in the way nature had reclaimed what was once hers, and in the resolute spirit of survival that echoed their own. The journey to the surface was complete, but the true mission had just begun. The wasteland whispered tales of devastation, of heroic battles fought and lost, but also of the elusive white phantom that ruled this desolate kingdom. The guide, his eyes scanning the horizon, knew that their encounter with this creature was inevitable. The wasteland was their battleground, and they were stepping into the unknown. Chapter 5 The wasteland whispers in the early morning light, silhouettes of the crew rose against the barren landscape of the surface world. This was the wasteland, a vast, desolate expanse of rocks and rubble, where the remnants of a once flourishing civilization lay in ruins. The air was heavy with silence, broken only by the crunch of their boots on the scorched earth. The guide led the way, his eyes vigilant, scanning the horizon for any sign of danger. Behind him, with varying degrees of trepidation, followed his carefully chosen crew, each carrying their own share of the burden, physical and emotional. From the onset, the wasteland began to test the crew's resolve. The danger was not only in the visible threats, the occasional sight of mutated creatures and crumbling infrastructure, but also in the unseen, the dwindling supplies, the scorching heat of the day, and the frigid cold of the night. The guide had been right about one thing, the wasteland was not a place for the weak. But strength, they quickly realized, was not just about physical prowess. It was about the will to keep moving forward, to keep hope alive amidst the desolation. As they ventured deeper into the wasteland, the whispers of the white phantom grew louder. The beast had left its mark in the devastation around them, the toppled buildings, the mutilated creatures, the sense of overwhelming despair. Yet, they had no direct encounter with the phantom, adding to the growing sense of unease. 
Its omnipresence hung like a haunting melody in the air, a chilling reminder of their mission. Within the group, the strain was beginning to show. Arguments erupted over trivial matters, the distribution of rations, the pacing of their journey, the validity of their mission. Everyone was stretched thin, their nerves frayed at the edges. Kale, the youngest of the group with a knack for mechanics, began questioning the guide's plan, his voice echoing the doubts others were silently harboring. The guide, known for his stoic demeanor, found his patience wearing thin. A heated exchange one night threatened to split the group apart. Sarah, a former nurse who had seen her fair share of suffering in the haven, attempted to mediate the tensions. Despite her efforts, the unrest continued to simmer beneath the surface, threatening to boil over at any given moment. The crew began to understand the reality of their situation, they were not just fighting against an external monster. They were also battling their inner demons, their fears, their doubts, and the differences. The presence of the Phantom, the harsh conditions of the wasteland, were merely catalysts uncovering a deeper conflict within them. Even amidst the strife and desolation, there were moments of unexpected beauty, the vibrant hues of the sunset painting the barren landscape, the sight of a single flower blooming defiantly amidst the rubble, the camaraderie around a campfire under the starlit sky. These moments were short-lived but potent, a stark reminder that life, however harsh, still held the capacity for beauty, for resilience. As the chapter closed, the crew was left grappling with the growing tension within their ranks and the unseen phantom's ever-looming presence. The wasteland continued to whisper its chilling tales, the journey only promised more hardships, and the pursuit of the white phantom was becoming a pursuit of their own truths. The wasteland, it seemed, was not just a physical expanse of ruins, but a mirror reflecting their own internal wastelands. They were in the heart of the wasteland, and the heart of the wasteland was in them. Chapter 6, Crumbling Trust the Sun, a rare guest in the wasteland, was setting, casting long, terrifying shadows over the desolate landscape. The crew, once united by a common purpose, was slowly unraveling, their sanity strained by the harsh conditions and the ever-looming threat of the White Phantom. They had seen some of its destructive capability, tracks of what could only be a massive beast, and the carnage it left behind. With each passing day, the danger seemed to escalate. Food was scarce, the water was near undrinkable, and the relentless wind carried the chilling whisper of the Phantom. Paranoia began to creep in as the hardships mounted, an invisible foe gnawing at their already dwindling resolve. They started doubting the guide, his driving obsession with the white phantom now appearing as a dangerous delusion. The rumors started discreetly, whispered conversations when the guide was out scouting, but soon they became more prevalent. Why are we here? asked Thorne, a former engineer of the Haven, his voice trembling with repressed fear. We were safe underground. We had a life. He brought us to our death, muttered Mira, a botanist who had joined the mission hoping to find a way to make the surface habitable once again. Their words, though harsh, echoed the silent thoughts of the crew. What was once a pursuit of hope had quickly devolved into a desperate fight for survival. The guide, who had been their beacon, was now the subject of the distrust. Even amongst themselves, relationships started to crumble under the strain. The fraternity that was nurtured in the belly of the haven was now replaced by suspicion and resentment. Arguments sprung up over trivial matters, the tension palpable in their heated exchanges. Small cliques formed, further fracturing the group unity. 
Thorn and Mira, once close friends, now barely spoke, their opinions about the guide causing a rift between them. Alina, a young medic who was the last to join the crew, felt increasingly isolated as the others bickered and argued. The guide, wrapped in his obsession, seemed blind to the escalating tensions. He pressed on, driven by a singular purpose. His once powerful presence had now turned into a source of frustration and fear. And amidst this decaying trust and growing dread, the white phantom loomed large, a terrifying spectre in their stories and now their reality. The crew, bound by the shared fear, stumbled forward, their trust crumbling as the wasteland echoed with the whispers of the phantom. But even as the bonds frayed, a part of them clung to the hope that their journey was not in vain. For amidst the distrust and fear, they knew they had a common enemy, a shared purpose. Amidst the echoes of the wasteland, they found in themselves a tenacity they didn't know they possessed. A determination to face not just the white phantom, but their own crumbling trust. The journey had just begun. Chapter 7 Face to face with fear they had been wandering through the wasteland for what seemed like forever, the desolation and harshness of the surface world testing every ounce of their resilience. But nothing could prepare them for this moment. The sky, once a dull gray canvas, was now painted in hues of fiery orange, basking the wasteland in an unusual glow. As they moved closer to the crest of a ridge, a sudden chill ran down their spines. The wind seemed to howl a warning, and the earth beneath their feet trembled with a silent roar. The guide stopped in his tracks, his eyes wide, fixated on the vast expanse of the wasteland before them. There, in the heart of the desolate landscape, shrouded in a whirlwind of dust and debris, was the white phantom. The sight of the mythical creature was as chilling as the tales that surrounded it. It was a colossal entity, a fusion of various creatures, its form shimmering and rippling, as if constantly changing. Its eyes, two orbs of pure white light, held an enigmatic depth that seemed to pierce through their souls. The guide took a step forward, his face a mask of determination and fear. He lifted his weapon, a simple yet deadly instrument forged from the remnants of the old world. His crew watched him, their hearts pounding in their chests. Stay back, he ordered, his voice barely above a whisper, yet carrying the weight of his obsession. The crew obeyed, their eyes never leaving the spectacle before them. They watched as the guide moved closer to the white phantom, his every step echoing his mounting obsession. The guide's fascination with the creature was palpable, a twisted reflection of his nightmares, and his dreams. His obsession had always been a part of him, a driving force that guided his actions, his decisions. But now, confronted with the source of his obsession, it peaked, consuming him, making him disregard the danger. The battle against fear had begun. It was not just the physical entity they were confronting, it was their deepest fears, their nightmares given form. They watched as the guide stood defiantly before the white phantom, his weapon raised, his body trembling. Come out, creature, he yelled, his voice echoing through the wasteland. The phantom turned its gaze towards him, the orbs of light flickering with an unreadable emotion. A low growl resonated from the creature, filling the air with an eerie vibrato. The guide held his ground, his fear morphing into resolve. But as the guide engaged in his battle, his crew found themselves confronting their fears too. They had followed him on this dangerous journey, faced the unknown, fought through the doubts and insecurities. But their fears were not just about their survival, they were about their leader, their friend, losing himself to his obsession. 
Back in the Haven, they had lived with the fear of the White Phantom, an unseen monster lurking in their stories. But now, it was no longer an abstract entity, it was a reality, a part of their world. The lines between myth and reality had blurred, intensifying their fear. As the guide stood against the white phantom, his crew battled their inner demons, their loyalty wavering between their friend and their survival. The wasteland echoed with their unspoken fears, their silent prayers, their desperate hopes. And as the sun set, painting the sky in a canvas of red and purple, they prepared themselves for the aftermath of their confrontation with fear. Face to face with fear was not just about confronting the white phantom. It was about facing the deepest fears, about confronting the reality of their situation. The battle had begun, and it was far from over. Chapter 8, Unmasking the Phantom The unforgiving wasteland had been tough on the crew, pushing them to their edge, both physically and mentally. They had journeyed through a world that was once home, now nothing more than a ruin. But nothing could have prepared them for the moment when they finally faced the White Phantom. It was an encounter that was every bit as terrifying as the legends had spun. The creature was a massive, ethereal entity, its form flickering like a flame struggling to stay alive amidst a cruel storm. Its eyes bore into them, icy blue and filled with an ancient, unspoken wisdom. A pervasive chill seeped into everything around it, making the air so cold it hurt to breathe. This creature was a force of nature, a being beyond their understanding. The guide stepped forward, shaking but resolute. His obsession had brought them here, to the mouth of the greatest fear. He held out a hand, not in an attack, but in peace. The phantom looked down at him, a silent contemplation hanging between them. Then it moved, not in violence, but in a slow, almost amused manner. It reached out, meeting the guide's hand halfway. The world seemed to hold its breath as contact was made. In that moment, the guide was flooded with memories, not his own, but the phantoms. The cataclysmic event was not an act of violence but a desperate bid to save. The white phantom, a guardian of the surface world, had tried to contain the disaster, but the event had been too catastrophic. The humanity's actions, the greed, and unthinking pursuits of progress had triggered the disaster. In its bid to protect the world, the phantom had been transformed into a creature of fear and destruction in the eyes of the survivors. A gasp left the guide, his knees buckling under the weight of the revelation. The real monster had not been the white phantom, but them, their fears, their paranoia, their inability to understand that which was different. They had painted the phantom as the villain in their story merely to have something to blame, to hate, to fear. His crew watched in silent horror and awe as the guide collapsed, the white phantom retracting its touch. The creature, their supposed monster, did not attack, merely observing them with its icy gaze. The lines between myth and reality blurred in those moments. The crew was left grappling with the truth of the white phantom, a guardian warped into a monster by their own fear and misunderstanding. It was a hard truth to swallow, piercing their hearts like shards of ice, chilling and inescapable. The White Phantom, their enemy, was not the enemy at all, but an ally they had misunderstood and vilified. The real monsters were their own fears and paranoia that had driven them to this point. They had embarked on this journey to confront a beast, but instead, they had to face the beasts within themselves. The Phantom moved away, disappearing into the wasteland, leaving them with the devastating revelation. Its departure seemed to echo a single thought within their minds, the truth had been revealed, what they chose to do with it was up to them. 
The guide picked himself off the ground, the weight of the truth heavy in his heart. He turned to his crew, their faces pale and eyes wide. The journey had not ended, but the real challenge was just beginning, accepting the truth and dealing with it. The echoes of the white phantom's memories lingered, painting a vivid picture of the real monster they needed to confront, themselves. Chapter 9, Homecoming As the first rays of dawn broke the darkness, the crew finally emerged from the depths of the wasteland, each step echoing with exhaustion and revelation. The journey back to the haven was wrought with silence, each one grappling with the truth they had discovered. The white phantom was not a harbinger of destruction but a misunderstood guardian of the surface world. This revelation was heavy, a profound shift in the narrative that had dictated their lives for generations. The entrance to the haven loomed ahead, an imposing door carved into the rocky surface, covered in age-old scars and markings. The guide turned the cogwheel, and the door creaked open to reveal a crowd of anxious faces. The return of the crew was greeted with a mix of relief and apprehension. The community had been taught with anxiety during their absence, left to imagine the worst that could have befallen them in the treacherous wasteland above. As the crew stepped inside, a murmur of anticipation rippled through the crowd. They hung on every word as the guide began to recount their journey. He shared their encounters with danger, their struggles, and their resilience. But when he revealed the truth about the white phantom, disquiet rattled the community. Some were awash with relief, grateful that the creature wasn't the monster they had feared. Others were skeptical, their beliefs deeply ingrained and not easily swayed and a few were outraged, accusing the crew of blasphemy and cowardice. The guide faced the mixed reactions with an unwavering calmness, his obsession with the white phantom now replaced by a commitment to truth. He knew he was challenging centuries of belief, of stories passed down generations, of fear deeply embedded in the heart of their community. But he also knew that clinging onto these falsehoods was a disservice to their progress, to their survival. In the midst of the cacophony of voices, the guide made a startling announcement. He would step down from his leadership role, surrendering his authority to an elected council. This decision sent a shockwave through the haven. The guide had been their pillar, their voice, their protector. He had been their beacon of hope in the darkest of times. His removal from the helm felt akin to losing their compass. Yet, the guide's decision was not born out of defeat but from wisdom. He had recognized that their survival depended on the collective strength, on their ability to adapt and learn. He needed to shift from a leader to an educator, someone who could guide them through the process of unlearning their fear and embracing the truth. What we have feared all these years, he explained, is not a monster but an ally. The white phantom is a testament to the power of transformation, the resilience of life in the face of disaster. We too, must transform. We have been trapped in the shadows of our fear, but now, it's time we emerged into the light of the truth. I will dedicate myself to helping us navigate these waves of change. The news of the guide's resignation and his commitment to re-education was met with mixed feelings. The community was divided, but the seed of change had been planted. The guide's voice echoed in the haven, a beacon that now illuminated their path towards a new dawn. As the day ended and the haven returned to its nightly slumber, a sense of uncertainty hung in the air. But beneath it, was a flicker of hope and a faint, yet unyielding echo of a better tomorrow. Chapter 10, A New Dawn The world had taken on a different hue, its shades of grey and death now touched with a hint of life. 
Upon the return of the guide and his crew, the haven was buzzing with a renewed energy, a spark of hope that had been absent for what had felt like an eternity. The residents of this subterranean refuge, wearied by years of darkness and fear, found themselves on the precipice of a new dawn, a life once more on the surface, basking in the sun, breathing the open air. The guide, having given up his leadership mantle, now found himself in the role of the teacher. With his newfound wisdom and humility, he tirelessly worked with the others, sharing his knowledge, lessons, and the truth about the white phantom. He had become the beacon of hope he sought, not as a leader but as an educator and guide. Together they began planning their return to the surface. The guide shared the maps that they had charted during the perilous journey and elaborated on the dangers they might face. The crew contributed with survival strategies and the community pooled their resources for the tasks ahead. Each member of the Haven, however small, had a role to play in this grand scheme. It was a collective effort, driven by the hope of a better future. The image of the White Phantom, once the embodiment of fear and destruction, had been transformed. Murals were painted on the walls of the Haven, depicting the creature as a majestic guardian of the surface world. Its bright eyes, once seen as ominous, were now viewed as beacons of hope guiding their path to the surface. The guide spoke about the phantom at community gatherings, instilling in the hearts of people a deep sense of respect and gratitude for the creature. There were, of course, those who doubted, those who questioned the change. Fear is not easily forgotten, and the image of the white phantom as a monster was deeply etched in their minds. But the guide continued his teachings with unwavering patience, understanding the fear that gripped them, for he had once been consumed by the same dread. As days turned into weeks, the anticipation of the journey to the surface grew. The haven was no longer a sanctuary, it had become a launching pad, a place of arduous preparation and hope. The guide could see a transformation sweeping through the community, fear was slowly being replaced by courage, despair by hope, and ignorance by understanding. Finally, the day dawned when they were ready to embark on the journey. The guide looked upon the faces of his people, etched with determination and hope. The surface, which had been a forbidden zone, was their destination now. It was a poignant moment filled with a sense of accomplishment, anticipation, and a tinge of fear. But underneath it all was an undeniable wave of hope. As the first group ascended, the guide looked back at the murals of the white phantom that adorned the walls. He felt a surge of gratitude for the creature. It had led him on a journey of self-discovery and enlightenment, changing not just his life but the entire community's perspective. As they strode towards the surface, the white phantom was no longer a spectral fear, it was a symbol of hope, guiding them towards a new dawn. The journey to the surface was not easy, but with each step, they walked away from a life of fear and isolation towards hope and liberation. As the first beam of sunlight hit them, it was not just the physical warmth they felt but the warmth of hope, of a new beginning. This new dawn was more than just a return to the surface. It was a testament to their survival, their resilience, and their capacity to change. The haven, once a refuge from fear, had become a cradle of hope. And the white phantom, once a symbol of destruction, was now their beacon leading to a hopeful future. The story of their journey would echo through generations, a tale of courage and enlightenment, an echo of the wasteland, leading to a new dawn. Epilogue The once indifferent darkness of the subterranean world was now teeming with life. A tribe of former outcasts, bound by the shared encounter with the digital ghost, the white phantom, was now a community of the enlightened.
They had journeyed for days, weeks, months through the labyrinth of tunnels and caverns, their path illuminated by the spectral glow of the guide. The white phantom, the ethereal entity that was once a terrifying enigma, had become their shepherd. Its form, composed of pure digital energy, flickered and danced in the air, casting a comforting glow that brushed away the shadows of doubt and fear. Its existence, once a symbol of the unknown and the untamed, had transformed into a beacon of hope. Through the phantom's wisdom and the revelations it shared, the community had found understanding. They had peered into the heart of the digital realm, witnessed the interplay of data and instinct, and discovered a new perspective on life. The former chasm between the human and the digital realm shrunk, replaced by a bridge of understanding, a pathway leading towards enlightenment. As they traveled, the community's resolve strengthened. Their perception of the world shifted, and their fear of the unknown diminished. In its place, a sense of purpose and a burning desire for progress emerged. With every step they took towards the surface, they felt a pull, a yearning, not for the world they left behind, but for the world that was yet to be built. The closer they got to the surface, the brighter the phantom shone. It was as if it was becoming more real, more tangible, with each step towards the sun. It was a symbol of the collective hope, a shared vision for a world in which the digital and human realms were not separate, but intertwined, a symbiotic relationship fostering growth and understanding. As the first rays of the sun pierced through the cracks in the earth, they felt a surge of exhilaration. They had begun the journey as wanderers in the dark, but now they stood on the precipice of a new dawn, a new world. The white phantom, now brighter than ever, hovered in front of them. There was a moment of silence, a collective breath held in anticipation. Then, the phantom surged forward, its light breaking through the last barrier separating the underground from the world above. With a sense of awe and expectation, the community followed. As they emerged onto the surface, their eyes adjusted to the brilliance of the new day. The world they once knew was behind them, and the future, illuminated by the light of the phantom, lay ahead. The white phantom, once a symbol of fear, had led them to a future of hope. The journey was not over, it was just beginning. The community, now enlightened, now hopeful, faced the dawn, ready to bridge the gap between the human and the digital, ready to shape a world where fear was replaced by understanding, and shadows were chased away by the light of knowledge.